Welcome to Topic Voided, where we talk about random things to our heart's content. I'm Mike with a Y. And I'm Tristan with a T. And today we're going to be talking about um, stuff, weird things that happen at the airport. What's one of the weirdest things that you think happened at the airport? So I actually had heard this story a while back about how there was one of those is there a doctor on the plane scenarios. And funny enough, this was an interesting occurrence because for whatever reason it was kind of a funny matter where a lady just kind of went over and away like oh my spleen or something like that and because it was such a short flight there was no extra like place to put her it wasn't in a international flight so they decided to lay this lady's head in a bathroom on the plane <laughs> yes and it, 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 all I can sit there and think is, is like, oh my gosh, this is this poor lady. She made it all the way across, all all the way to the end of her flight, with the idea of her head sitting in just most likely a puddle of well, st <laughs> stale urine. And um, she, um, long story short, this apparent person did. Um, she was okay, mind you, but when it came down to it, um. There was a lot of people that didn't get their drinks. This particular story I heard, I heard was from one of those people. And we all know that airline flights, uh, things are expensive, to say the least. And this particular person was very frustrated with the idea that he got he didn't get his, um, what, what is it, orange juice and vodka. Oh, yeah. Screwdriver, screwdriver, yeah. right. And... So he pays for it. He didn't get it. He talks to the flight attendant, and they're like, oh, well, we'll give you your money back. And he gets his money back, whatever. On the way back to where he was going, it happens again. Oh Another God. person had a, is there a doctor on the plane scenario. And this time, though, he ordered a drink. He did get it because he made sure to order it early. But yet again, this other person, because it was the same flight, I won't mention names due to um, legal... And privacy <laughs> matters. Privacy yeah. matters, but when it comes down to it, he got his drink, nonetheless. But the person that had the is there a doctor on the plane scenario was yet again not the same person but laid within the bathroom in what mm -hmm. could be assumed to be the worst of conditions i can only imagine what kind of awful ways that would feel or even look but um i, I mean don't... even then you would think that they would like find a place other than the bathrooms to put them like maybe in the hallway in the back where there's like nobody yeah. there or... or at least by the craft services or something like that near the area where they keep all the snacks right, all that right. stuff but no I, I don't know if that was the most genuine of great ideas <laughs> probably not <laughs> probably not um one of the weirdest things that i think happened in the air uh, at the airport is like not on the flight but like in the actual like airport itself like oh. some of the weirdest things that you could find are like um at the bars, like, yep. <laughs> you ever been to an airport bar and somebody just gets completely wasted? <laughs> right. And they're like, 
you're like crossing your fingers hoping that they're not going to be on your flight like please yeah, Lord, yeah. don't let this yeah. man be on your flight and then you turns out like you sit right next to him on the plane yeah <laughs> or 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 it's it's if it's not that it's the idea of that you get a baby next to you or oh w- with God. an earshot I think I think what's worse than having a baby next to you on a plane is like having like a toddler behind you that has the big affiliation of kicking the seat. No, no. The worst thing possible is bringing a baby to a movie theater. Ooh. Yes. I'm yeah. sorry. You know, there may not be some regulations that regulate if you can do that within the age limit, but that's kind of an assumed thing for me. Like you don't bring a newborn to a movie theater especially when people are going to the movie theater with the idea in mind that they're going to get invested in this movie with oh, yeah. d- distraction yeah. so i mean it's it's people are interesting but when it comes to drunk people especially i kind of have some fun with them because there there was a drunk that i i i'll admit i have a couple drunk stories myself <laughs> but um in the idea of that, it's uh, drunk people are some of the funniest people you will ever see, or some of the scariest people. Some There's, of the scariest. It's on both spectrums. You, you, you got people. you got various types of drunks, right? You got yeah, the functioning and non-functioning well, alcoholics. Well, not just that, but you've got the the funny drunks. Yeah. You've got the the me- sad drunks, the, the mean drunks, drunks, but then you've got the lovey drunks. Right, they just throw that arm over your shoulder, and they're like, "I love you, man. You're just so awesome." Thanks I, for taking me out here yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, no, like exactly. Super, like, they're like for no reason. They're like super emotional, very appreciative, all of that. But um, no, I mean, there was one drunk. I, I mean, I had a buddy. Um, he, I was at his house. We were kind of sitting there watching a movie. I don't remember what movie. Probably couldn't even talk about it even then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um. When it comes down to it, like, his mom got smashed that one night. (laughs) And, mind you, we're at his house. There's That's his house that he shares with his mother. He was living with his mom. Right. And this is real. This is 100% legit. And I still kind of have a chuckle at it. And it happened a good three or four years ago. Yeah. His mom had nothing to eat that entire day. And here we are. I think it was like 8.30 at night. And she was gone. I mean, she, wow. (laughs) And, I mean, I was speechless, right? And she's just kind of running around the house aimlessly thinking she's making sense. I find it absolutely funny. But then, out of just randomosity, she comes out. And she walks into the living room where me and my buddy are sitting, and she goes, come on, honey, we got to go home, talking to her son, which, again, mind you, they are already at home. Right. And she runs away again to do whatever. I don't know. I think she ended up passing out shortly thereafter. But it was funny because after she walked out, he looks at me and he goes, did she just... And I go, yep. <laughs> yep, you <laughs> caught that too, huh? <laughs> yeah. I remember I saw a skit. This is going back to the airport story. Oh uh, have you ever heard of Key and Peele? Oh my on gosh, YouTube? yes. There was this one <laughs> skit that they did where this dude was waiting for his boarding group to be called. He was in boarding group one, so he assumed yeah. that he'd be the first person on the plane. Well, turns out his ticket for boarding group one, he was going to be like the last person on the plane. Yep. Everybody was getting called, like, 
like you could tell that the person who was calling all these boarding groups were staring at this guy in boarding group one going why the heck did you choose this right yeah and like like they picked up a phone call before they called his boarding group but one time they picked um they were looking down they said uh that drunk guy named steve and this dude half asleep gets up and staggers over there (laughs) completely forgetting about his bag runs into the guy who had boarding group one and then tries to steal his bag because he's so wasted he thought it was his luggage they fall over and he staggers onto the plane and I can just imagine like people being like that on the plane. I mean, obviously it happens every day where people accidentally take other people's luggage thinking it's theirs because yeah. they have the same suitcase or something, or their luggage gets lost on that luggage return conveyor oh that's gosh. in the place that's, that's always has a the big same suitcase. Fear. That's my greatest fear. This is why whenever you fly, always get carry-on. Unless you're going international, always get carry-on. And then you've got them people that just love to pack their entire worth into the flight, (laughs) right? They love to do that. Me, on the other hand, I'm personally one of those people just pack the bare necessities and move along. Right, essentials. Right, right. If I'm going to need anything that I forget, I, I got money, I'll just go buy it. Yeah, right, right. Oh, I forgot to pack my toothbrush. Here, just let me go to the local drugstore and... Buy me a toothbrush, right? Right. It's like, I don't pack everything. You can even throw it away at the end of the trip. Exactly, right. Because they say ideally toothbrushes are only good for a couple weeks. And especially if you get sick, after brushing your teeth, you need to throw it away. So you don't don't spread the germs or keep the sickness going throughout your body. And for the love of God, please don't share your toothbrush with anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I'm sorry. I think I'm speaking on behalf of all germaphobes when I say that. Especially if you're room, especially if you're uh, with a guy roommate. If it's a significant other, it's like not so much a big deal. I caught it. It's not so much a big deal. So sorry, I'm for off. The, just flew by. For, for the listeners there, uh, both of us just tried to take a jab at a moth flying through the air. <laughs> I missed it barely. He ended up catching I it. I snagged it out of the yeah. air. Yeah. But uh, anyways, continue. Uh, we were talking like I mean, if it's a significant other, I can see, like, sharing a toothbrush. Not a big deal as long as nobody's sick. As long as you've known each other long enough, But, like, if you're, like, with roommates and you're both, like, you know, you don't swing that way, don't go sharing your toothbrushes. No, no, exactly. There's boundaries. May as well be kissing your homie. Kissing homie. Back to the whole topic of, I love you, man. Right, 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 right. (laughs) Getting drunk, brushing your teeth. Dude, that's my toothbrush. Yeah, what was it? You know, Kessa, right? She brushes her teeth with a bottle of Jack or something like that. Who needs a toothbrush? Just just wash your mouth out. You know, alcohol is sanitizing. It's just like using Listerine, right? Yeah. (laughs) But, um, no. There was the idea of when it comes to experiences with drunks mm-hmm. right um there was one time that i went to a bar and there was this lady sitting next to me i did not know her we were just kind of you know hey what's up you know whatever i was just i got i got me a drink i think it was actually it, it wasn't beer i'm sorry i don't drink beer yeah. But I, I do like my hard stuff. I think I ordered a double shot of Fireball because chances are that's my go-to even then. Um, this lady is just sitting there. She's not really looking to converse. You can tell just by looking at her. Um, so we're just kind of sitting there awkwardly sitting next to one another like, mm, good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You know. And this drunk guy comes up behind her and he's stumbling he's got that octopus effect where he's just grabbing onto <laughs> anything just so he could stay afloat yeah. right and 
He accidentally stumbles across her bar stool and falls, and she ended up spilling a little bit of her drink on her. Oh, boy. And it was sad because, like, you know, oh, man, this dude's gone. Like, you know, he's just an entity moving throughout a space <laughs> and, and at a certain time. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, this guy got back up, surprisingly, very well. I was genuinely amazed. And he was you could tell he was definitely <laughs> experienced with this effect. Falling over all yeah, the time. No, exactly, <laughs> right, right. But um when it comes down to it, this guy felt so bad and he like gets up and he's like, I'm so sorry, miss, I'm so sorry and he walks away. Well, whatever. She just kind of blew it off, whatever. She understood he was drunk. She wasn't gone at all. And luckily, Damn, didn't even buy her drink. To oh no, no, no! Out. Let me finish. Oh, okay. He goes away, and he was gone for I'd say a good five to seven minutes, and he comes back with, and it was so just adorable. Like he'd come to her with a napkin that was folded into a rose. Aww. And it was like he felt so bad that then rather than contributing to this girl getting drunk, he got her. He made her something heartfelt. And I was just like, oh, even the drunk can love. You know, that, that's cool. Like, and I, I'm more surprised at the fact that he managed to fold up the rose in his face. I know, anyway. right, right? I wanted to see how he did that's that. That's impressive on That's actually own. kind of interesting. I, sh I wish I would have stayed around for that. But I ended up leaving that bar shortly thereafter because I was only just looking. It was a particularly rough day. No details right, out there. Right. But it just, I wanted to kind of calm the mind. So I went for a you know, good double shot of fireball, whatever. People have their opinions about Fireball, whatever. Um, but I walked out of that bar, and upon walking outside of the door, I'm sitting there thinking, I wonder if I just witnessed a love spark. Right? Yeah. I couldn't help but sit there and think, and I have never yet crossed paths with these people yet again, but I've always wondered, did these people ever turn into something more? Because imagine they come across the podcast and be yeah. like, "Yes, yes, <laughs> right, right, right." But it was just so like, out of instead of buying this woman a drink, he did something a little more outstanding and bold, even then. Oh yeah, and it's like I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Like I got to figure out how to do that. <laughs> imagine he did that for everybody he's drink he spilled. Exactly. Like. No, it's just, just you just see these person. roses hanging out of shirts like lapels or something. <laughs> He's like got that. like a black market cloak over, just like, <laughs> just like just in there. Pick your poison. I got I got new pink ones for this season. It's sorry for sorry Day. for spilling your drink here. Take a pick. I got yeah. cranes, roses. But the lady's response to him tripping over her bar stool was, it was, she was very uneasy about it at first. Yeah. But then he comes back with just this poor puppy dog look on his face handing her a rose that he folded quite well for being that, that inebriated. Mm -hmm. And I was like... He must have been doing that his whole life. Like I said, the dude was very <laughs> experienced, you could tell, because if someone was that drunk and wasn't experienced, they wouldn't be getting back up. Oh, yeah, no, for, for sure. For sure. But, uh, man, bar experiences, am I right? Yeah, I think, I think one thing that's more hilarious, rather than, like, drunk people, is people who are, like, way too stoned. Oh my gosh. But, but first I want to like make another joke about um, drunk is I saw I showed this post to a friend of mine. It was a YouTube video or a TikTok. It was one of the two where this guy, the group of friends were sitting in a car wasted yeah. as fuck, right? Oh my gosh. And they were like, one guy was like, he was filming his buddy. His buddy goes, dude, we all just 
we I just drank the worst white claw I've ever had. Like oh, we were all chilling claw. out. We were all relaxing having a white claw and I we just ran out. Like we just finished our last white claw yeah. and I looked down at the cup holder and I'm like there's there's a can of white claw. And I'm like fuck that looks delicious. Yeah. So I grabbed the white claw and I take a drink about it. He starts gagging a little and goes, bro, there were like seven cigarette butts in that white claw. Oh, no. Because <laughs> he had oh, no my clue gosh. that there was actually like, they've been using it as an ashtray no, for a while because no. they've been, he was so wasted, he didn't even know that there was there was cigarette butts in the white yeah. claw. Um, but I think one thing that's funnier about like drunk people or high people, people yeah. who are just stoned off their asses are funnier to me than yeah. drunk people. Because like, Stone people are more there than drunk yeah. people, you know? They like, are very... They're still coherent enough. Especially the, the kind of high people. Not so much the funny high people, but, like, the intellectual high people that think about, like, anything that they can possibly think of to be somewhat intelligent. They'll be like, bro, have you ever no. thought of, like, random, like, just start talking about random yeah. stuff? And they're like, dude... I can't believe I just thought of this. I like yeah. made a breakthrough, and, and they're it's, like, it's no, like dude, yeah, it's you you think about it after you're where after you've the high is worn off, and you sit there and you're like, wow, that's already been thought of. Yeah, and it's, it's been like, around for you're like, years. If you yes. like, dude, guy is so high, he looks over at his buddy and goes, dude, imagine somebody made an item where people could cross over water in a car. <laughs> and everyone's like, dude, that's already been invented. It's called a bridge. And they're like, oh, man, they stole my idea. Right, right. And it's like, what? Yeah. Being and that kind of stoned. Yeah, it's it's just amusing to me, like, watching people that are under the influence of variously any type of drug or substance. But, um... I particularly, and I'm kind of outing myself on this, whenever I'm high, I think I'm making sense. But I don't. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I start, like, three sentences, bail on all three, and then I'm just, like, <laughs> I end up giving up because I, I, I forgot what the main topic was by the time I, I've been through three topics. Yeah. You're talking about, a, uh, like, a video game one second, and then you're talking about airports the yeah. next. And, then... and it's, like, you're really trying. Like, you were working up a sweat just to make this make sense. And then it's, like, you realize that you're just too far gone and you need to go lay down. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no. I mean, all in all, I mean, we've all had our fun experiences when it comes to people that are... Everybody has fun in different ways. It's just, it, it's just like what they turn into when they're under those kinds of influences, just like make it so much worse. Now let's let's kind of pick a path here because when it comes down to it, there's the idea of stumbling across drunk people within public, such as bars, or even so much to tie into the idea of airports. Mm -hmm. But what about when you're gaming? Ooh, yes. I think that comes across more often than not, mostly in, like, Call of Duty, because oh, they're God. fucking everywhere in that, Call of Duty, dude. That in Call of Duty is a pretty mainstream <clears throat> game, so statistically you're most likely to stumble right, across right. those people. But, more. like, games like Fortnite, Call of Duty, I know I'm dropping all these, like, well-known games, but let's be honest, how many people out there who have played video games, especially Fortnite or Call of Duty or PUBG, <laughs> whatever... Come across somebody who's either stoned, wasted, or you can hear audible bong oh, rips yeah, over dude. the audio. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like they're just chilling out. Like you hear them like drinking yeah. and shit, and yeah. they're all like inebriated. And everyone's like, "Oh, dude, I can't play today because I'm I'm wasted." And they're like, "Well, dude, why don't you just like 
put the game down. Put and the just, game down or throw up Netflix and pass out to yeah. whatever movie, you know. And they're like, no, I got to stay away, awake for work tomorrow. I'm like, you're drinking before work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, nothing like heavy machinery and uh, dr- uh, mind-impairing drugs. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's a great concoction to work Especially with. Especially if hydraulic presses are involved. That's how you lose fingers. Oh, I figured, you know, just giant cranes and stuff in the middle of a city. <laughs> but, okay, you just went... taking you out went, skyscrapers. You, you went a lot more subtle. I see that. Right. But, um... No, I mean, I've had some experiences while gaming with people that were drunk, but not necessarily to the online sense. I kind of have a story here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's a lot of questions I have to ask about this night <laughs> in particular. And this is just to kind of date when this happened. This was when the Xbox 360 was just coming out and the equivalent of PlayStation. Oh, the good old days. The good old days, right, right, right. What was it? The Xbox 360 was comparable to the PS3. Right. Right. And... um. <laughs> Me and my buddy, there was one day, he messages me, I swear, it was like 7 o'clock at night, right? And luckily it was the weekend, he had thought ahead on that much, because that wasn't usually the case, he just always wanted to throw down when it comes down to it. And he says, well, hey, um, you want to come over and play games with us? And I said, yeah, sure, you know, that's, that sounds great, great, yeah, you know, and I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, we're going to like jump on an online server. Yeah. Right. But no, this is the part that confused me, right? I I get there, and he's got two Xboxes set up, and he's going through a LAN party. He's using LAN as a connection, and I'm like, okay, whatever. I mean, it makes sense. It, it doesn't, but it does, whatever. Um... So we get to play, and oh gosh, I can't remember what game it was. I think it was a, a Call of Duty of some type or mm-hmm. something like that, right? There wasn't things like Fortnite out with him that time. Oh, yeah, no, not even close. Not even close. And there there comes a period where he decides that, oh, hey, my parents are gone. They're out on vacation. Uh, they also have a bottle of Everclear. Do, oh my you, God. do you want some? And I'm like, bro, that stuff's like jet fuel. You understand that, right? And he goes, oh, I know, I know. I said, do you think you can handle that? And he goes, oh, yeah, 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 I can. Okay, cool, right. Now, mind you that this bottle, just for information, was completely sealed when he pulled it out of the cabinet. Oh, no. Right. And so we're continuing with the gameplay, whatever, whatever game we were playing. I don't... Needless to say, I don't remember much of that night. I browned out very quick and blacked out very quick. There wasn't a whole lot to remember. Right. I remember him offering the drink and then fast forward to about like 6 o'clock in the morning. Sun's just now creeping out through the window. I'm looking around and I'm like, where is, where did he go? Uh Uh-oh. Um, I won't mention his name just for his own security, whatever. Um, and I'm looking, and then I take note of what's going on around the room. We have effectively made it down to one Xbox. I don't know what uh, what happened to the other Xbox. Um, there was also the idea that I look on the table, there is now what is half of a bottle of Everclear. Oh, no. And two upside-down double-shot glasses. And that's when I knew I've got to figure out where old boy went. 
And I, okay, I'm like, all right, I'm still kind of humming a little bit of a buzz on that because like I could that stuff kind of lingers, right? You, oh yeah, you, you got some high octane stuff. That's that's jet fuel. I'm sorry. Absolutely right. And I'm walking around the house. I mean, I can still walk a line. It's just not an exact straight line, but I can still walk it's without. A, it's like an S now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, I can still do it without doing the aforementioned octopus. Yeah. And I'm walking around like, hey, where'd you go, man? Where are you? I checked in the bathroom thinking he might have passed out doing the bus driver on the toilet, whatever. No, <laughs> I opened up the shower curtain thinking he might have just passed out in the shower because there has been times where he's done so, yeah, yeah. whether water's on or off. <laughs> and I'm like, where is this dude at? And I'm like checking his you know, checking his parents' room. I'm looking. I even went so much as looking under the beds. And I'm like, oh, he might be upstairs. Now this is where it gets interesting. I have to figure out a way up the stairs. Because <laughs> I, I made it up there, but it was very interesting to me what I stumbled across. He had somehow, at the peak of his drunkness, I'd assume, because if I was still humming and I had a pretty high liquor tolerance at that time, if I was still buzzing like that, this kid for sure... He was he, he was gone. I mean, there was no point to it. And I walk up the stairs pretty effectively. I was pretty pleased with how I did it. And I walk into his room. I try to knock on the door. I got no response. So I open the door because, mind you, we were playing in the living room. <laughs> Two different TVs. We were effectively down to one Xbox and one TV by the time I woke up. And... I walk into his room and he's passed out on his bed in such a way that he is half on half <clears> off <throat> like he is crouched on his knees and sleeping on his arms mm. on the side of the bed like this kid really didn't have the energy to commit i'm surprised he got that far no no and that's the biggest question i have out of that night out of outside of okay why are we running on xbox one xbox what happened and then, but it's the idea of I really wish I could have seen him make it up them stairs. Imagine I, there was a want, security system. Oh man, had video dude, of it, bro. Dude, we, I could have made millions off of that video. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but man, I mean, we did some stupid shit in our in in my younger years, man. But um, if we were going off the topic, so let's move from the topic, or at least move it to. Um, so we went from drunkenness. Let's move to something like um, traffic. Or oh my gosh, you know I got stories from this. Either for days. well, I okay. Let's either do like traffic or um, I'm alright with traffic. Keep going. Yeah, okay, we'll do traffic. Um, we were talking like uh, so this is a, a scenario that I heard of a long time ago, right? Mm -hmm. And a bunch of people are like entertaining the idea, which would be better, flying cars or a one terabyte internet speed, right? And 100%, I told people, dude, 100% terabyte speed. Exactly. Main reason is because if people are already so dumb as to drink while drink while, to drink while driving an 18-wheeler, why the fuck would you want to put that in the air? Yeah, exactly. That's just mass fatality. Because, like, you gotta sit there and think of the science aspect of it, too, right? You know, we've got the kinks worked out when it comes to progressive internet speeds. Oh, like, yeah. With the internet speeds getting faster, more efficient, more reliable. But here we are, flying car technology, that doesn't really have so much as an, an effective idea with 
anti-gravity propulsion. Well, no, right? I'm more talking because, about... like, the idea is, is you know, we've seen beta types online and all that of like, you know, propeller cars mm -hmm. that kind of hover. But the the idea of a futuristic hover car is the idea in mind that there is no kind of propeller; it just floats on the ground. Right. Right. But the science aspect behind that for me is okay with your standard road-going vehicle or just about any vehicle in general, even so much as a plane. There is physical contact with the ground to come to a stop or accelerate. Right. Right? But because it's been like that for so long, we have figured out the science enough to where coming to a complete stop faster is good. But then you look at the hover car idea, and it's like, okay, you have no physical contact with the ground. Right? So you could figure your wind resistance is your friend when it comes to stopping in midair. But... That's not as effective as having actual physical brakes. Like Flying cars would actually be started out as more of an idea like helicopters. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm talking under the assumption of so much as just, you know, physical contact with the ground. Whether it is powered by propellers or whether it's even so much as the ideal, the idealistic hover car. Right. But well, it's like stopping power is not there. And then you make it so people are inebriated. Even if you have some kind of, like, Tesla-level automation... Where it's like, oh, there's a car in front of me. Stop. Even then, a lot of different manufacturers have that nowadays. Oh, yeah. But it's like, you got to understand that friction is your friend at all points when it comes to stopping a motor vehicle. There's a lot of lack of friction with a hover car by design. Mm -hmm. So it's like, coming to a complete stop is different. But even so much as when you're flying drunk, that could be even worse. Because now you've, you know, you got to get used to the stopping points and all that. Right. It just, I don't know. Well, like, the scenario was if it could be done. Like, if it if you okay. were able to do it on either scenario, which would you rather have? Right. A, a one terabyte a second internet speed? Okay, are we talking like upload or download? Both. Like, Ooh. you'll have the fastest internet that you could possibly have on wow. the plane. Like, you're able to upload one, like, eight terabytes of data in eight seconds. That's wild. Um... <laughs> But I'm talking more like the scenario was if you could do both, which would you rather have? The one terabyte a second internet connection or the uh, or the flying car? And I was like, dude, think about it. If we had the ability to make flying cars and you know how people be with driving inebriated or mm -hmm. hazed, high, stoned, whatever, yeah. maybe even drunk, you're out here thinking, okay, how many people – like? Surviving uh, car crashes nowadays is bad enough, but when you put that in the air and you have people falling after they crash, that's a guaranteed fatality. Like yes. you really want to do that. Exactly. But um, no, I'd I'd have to go with the one terabyte upload and download speed as well. Right. Just because of the fact that the amount of stuff you could do, right? Oh yeah. There's not enough capacity for a computer to handle that. Right, you could have all these uploads, <clears throat> downloads. You could be streaming videos. You could be downloading games. You could be doing all this, but there is physically just not enough space on a computer or capability or a powerful enough CPU to be able to do that, right? Because you got to remember that you're downloading, so the the computer or whatever will be sending that data to a specific file right right so you're actually kind of like a one terabyte speed 
is honestly restricted by the ability for your computer to write and read. Right. But One thing that I, I think... So, this is an idea, since we're on the idea of like uploading and downloading so much data. You ever seen the movie um, Chappie or The Replicant? Yes. Though, okay, those movies both have a very interesting theme of uploading human consciousness, right? Yeah. And my idea on that was, if you had that kind of internet speed... How much of your life could you download and how long would it take? Because I remember one time I was, I asked my dad, I was like, so you know how some computers and like they're able to carry, especially if you have like as many hard drives as you can hook up to your computer as possible. Exactly. Like say you had like f four or eight terabyte hard drives uploaded to your computer. Mm -hmm. How much of your life could you put on those? And he said probably a year. So, Maybe two years. A little bit of a fun fact here. It's not really known by a whole lot of people, but the human brain on average can store about 8 gigabytes of memory. Right. right? So hypothetically, your brain works in such a efficient process that an entire, we'll say that your average person here in America gets, the life expectancy is what, 73, 76 years old. We'll give it to 80 be, so it's easier to add up. Well, right? I mean, it's no, there's no math involved. But when it comes down to it, it's like, you gotta like you got to sit there and think, your brain is capable of storing 8 gigabytes of data at any given moment. But when it comes down to it, how... What, there's data loss, right? Because your brain tends to forget things that aren't useful. Right. It's like, you know, things like, you know, teaching yourself in middle school how to write with your left hand instead of you being dominant right. But then you go back to your right all throughout high school and all of a sudden you can't remember how to write with your left. Yeah. Right? Your brain deletes data that is not used. So, hypothetically, if you could store all of your life and retain every last bit of data you needed, either one, your brain would have to be super efficient at data storage, which the human brain is, by all means, a very efficient thing. Mm -hmm. But, or, there just have to be some kind of way for... All this data that you recall, every little movement you do, every little brainwave that gets sent to be automatically written, including, you know, brainwaves, memory, what you see, what you look at, well, all to a disk. In reference to memory, though, you also have to take into account your language counts as your memory because you're using it on a daily. Mm -hmm. Everything that you do as a human being, whether it be language, um, how to eat, how to drink, how to... Mm -hmm. Every minuscule thing you do would count as part of your memory. Okay. Which would mean how to add, subtract, everything that you learn in school. So let's let's kind of convert the human brain verbally into a computer, right? Mm -hmm. You have your BIOS. You have your random access memory. Right. And then you have your hard drive, your firmware, all that, right? Now, the idea of items that are truly never really forgotten, like how to eat... Those are those things can be used under the idea of stored on the hard drive, right? Mm -hmm. That's saved data right. that's commonly used. The brain does not write that off. So that becomes even probably so much as the idea of part of the firmware, right? right? But when it comes down to the idea of random access memory, right? Those are things that you don't commonly do. Yeah. 
Right. So, like, okay, like, like the example I used, writing with your left, <laughs> stop using it, and now you're you can't do it anymore. But and then you've got the idea of the bios, right? We can label the bios as something that. Well, I mean. I mean, I don't know if that's even usable. Well, what about stuff like stuff that happened throughout your childhood? Like not even like common knowledge like reading, writing, memory, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. I mean like events that happened in your life would have to fall under storage as well because you remember that stuff, right? right? But some of those events also get also get forgotten too. Well, so yeah, that but at the same time, the idea you're of... still gathering more than 8 gigs of data at one time. Like this recording itself would be way more than 8 gigs by the time we're done with it. Yeah. And that's a two-hour long recording. Well, you're thinking about remembering if, if, like remembering events that happened throughout your life. Yeah. And with all the stuff that your brain could possibly remember, you're looking at multiple hours of of, of data. That's, well, that's... Like, it may not be at the top of your memory at the at the first, but you know for a fact that your brain still remembers everything that happened to you so as a kid. Everyday tasks that are done every day: reading, writing, answering a phone, talking rather more than answering a phone. Right. Those are all considered on the the hard drive aspect, right? Mm -hmm. But random access memory, RAM, can be used for so much as just like non you know non daily things, things that aren't traditional, right? We there, I don't speak up on for all people, but like people know how to drive; they do it on a daily basis. I enjoy driving, but. A lot of people don't. But the idea to me is, like, if your brain is the central hub for everything your body does, right? Everything. Okay, the idea of the BIOS that I was mentioning, right? Your brain, the BIOS is what tells everything to do everything, Yeah. right? So the BIOS of your brain, or the comparable part, would be, okay, it tells you to breathe. It tells your heart to beat. It tells you all this, Right. Whereas certain body movements are at points born with, but there are also things you have to be taught. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I mean, there's that kind of idea. But in order to re record every last thing you do in life, right, it would have to be written to some kind of ideal drive. And to me, like, you know, the human brain is only capable of eight gigabytes. There's a lot of memory management. How many, like, how many terabytes of data would an average 80-year-old record? That, right. would all, that would also depend on the kind of events they go through. A World War II vet would remember way more than 8 gigs of exactly. data. Because they'll remember every little detail that happened to them in yep. that scenario. Mm -hmm. Even Vietnam vets, like, veterans alone would have way more data stored on their brain than, you know, anything. Yeah. To the point where... Having that idea of transferring consciousness would be astronomical because you could record yeah. legitimate events that happen where you wouldn't have to worry about data construction because there's nobody saying this happened, but then somebody else going, oh, well, I remember it this way. Exactly. Everybody, like, what happened to that person would be the exact story. There would be no corrosion of data, nothing. Yeah. You could just, like, access part of the brain and say, okay, this is what happened to them in their in their life, and here's exactly how it happened, right? Yeah. Like, Having that kind of a thing, like, really fascinates me. Because you're thinking, um, if you could store your consciousness like they do in those movies, the human, being would be, like human beings would be yeah. immortal. Like, the body yeah. wouldn't be, but the mind would be. Right. You could put yourself on, like, 
there's you also just, it's like you just get a new body every now and yeah. then. It's like owning a car, right? You you drive your car for so long, eventually things don't last forever, but your consciousness will. Right. If so it's like you just get a new body. Yeah. If people could find a way to transfer consciousness, you'd be immortal because yeah, you would be able to retain all your memories that happened throughout your life. You would mm-hmm. be able to retain what you learned, what you didn't, mm-hmm. you know. You could still learn since you're conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just stuff like that is really fascinates me in a way because yeah. I always thought like there's a big talk about you know people's health and stuff, but at the end of the day, human beings, I have a feeling that we're just going to destroy ourselves in the future. Oh, we have a natural habit of doing so. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, humanity is bound for its own destruction. If no, the humanity will be the cause of their own demise, right? <laughs> so if we could find a way to upload our consciousness, we wouldn't have to ever worry about it. Yeah. Because one person dies, if you find a way to take their consciousness, mm-hmm. you know, human yeah. losses would not happen. Um, I guess at the same time, immortality would also be a pain because you're mm-hmm. living through literally every little thing that could happen. Yeah. I'm it, not saying that, like, death is a great thing, but... Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely, it's definitely better than suffering. Yeah. Well, and the idea is too, okay, everyone that's technologically advanced knows that certain hard drives or even solid state drives, even so much as an SD card, only have so many read and write cycles due to technological or even physical limitations. Yeah. Right? So, in the end, with the idea of immortality being in mind, what, how would our brains be able to retain that? You know, what if our brains have the idea of, you know, the same idea as so many read and write cycles, right? And then you got to sit there and think too that over the course of those lives, like you know, humans are prone to concussions, yeah, which cause brain damage or memory loss or stuff like that. So it's like you got to figure out, especially if you're going to new bodies, like figure out a way to upgrade. Yeah. Right, like, okay, you know, this is human body 1.0. Let's try and go to the idea of human body 2.0 with reinforced, you know, head frame, you know? Yeah, yeah Like, yeah. it's kind of weird, like a built-in helmet, per se, right? At but that point, like, you'd just be making androids. But then, even then, it's like, well, I mean, genetic modification, right? You, there, okay, it's kind of a rough idea, but like, okay, you can clone people. Okay. Right? But you alter the DNA so that various parts that were originally an issue are now no longer an issue. Right. It's kind of like writing an app. Or like, okay, you program something, it has bugs. Alright, the next update, you fix the bugs. But they're more introduced because the original bug is fixed. You know, anytime you mess with data, it, there's a little bit of loss. But when it comes down to me, like... Alright, even just if the, hypothetically, if the human brain were completely intact and had the ability to remain intact, how many read and write cycles, if that were an issue, do you think it'd be able to go through before memory loss? It seems like every time you switch bodies, that body would have a different storage unit, Mm -hmm. right? Because, but then again, you gotta sit there and think too that, yes, you may be able to hypothetically alter the skull, so that it's more protective of the brain. But even then, if you can alter the skull, you can in- inevitably just genetically modify the brain as well. Yeah. And so, like, even so much as, okay, don't worry about the skull. You can make the human brain more resilient. 
right? So it's like, I don't know. It's just kind of a weird path to think about. Like, uh, it's kind of like the Avatar, right? They tether in. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, when tethering in like that, what kind of issues would you run into? What if wires get crossed? Yeah. You know what I mean? You could think you're going to this such and such place or this such and such I body. Think, I think that that's like the main problem or at least like the main reason why human beings haven't tried to store consciousness like that is because yeah. there's too many what ifs that could happen. If you try to alter, say, say you were even trying to go as far as to um, modify DNA to make human beings more resilient. Yeah. There's too many what if factors to say... Well, if this happens and one of the bugs like result to critical heart failure within five years, or that just, person won't even, you know. Or just complete system failure. Even, oh, yeah. Right? There's too many. You've got to have beta test subjects. As right. bad as that sounds. There's too many um, hypotheticals and what ifs that could happen that yeah. would be tragic to the person. Yeah, and then you there's too many figure... risks, which is why people haven't tried it. Okay, and. Same we... thing with time travel. Yes. Like, there's too many what ifs and paradox ideas that could happen where it's just not even worth a try. I yeah. mean, it's an interesting topic. But in the idea of that too, that okay, we clone the body in order to have the ability to update from past versions. Would the idea of multiplication between clones be a thing, right? Do we right. write out that ability? Yeah. Because that would actually, you know, the idea is you combine two computer programs together in some way. They're going to clash. Right. Right. So, essentially, although these are physical, living, breathing humans, hypothetically, they're just essential robots with a heartbeat. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's like, it's kind of a fun thought to sit there and tamper with. I mean... I think another fun thought that I used to ponder all the time was the uh, infinite reality theory. You ever heard about it? Yes. Where any one thing that you can do, that you do in this life... Uh, another version of you is done in another universe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, because then I always start, like, thinking, like, well, what what would I be like in another universe? Like, yeah. obviously, there's universes where I was female. There's other universes where... You may not have even been a human. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could There's have other been... universes where um, I'm exactly like I am, but I was raised by... This is going to get a little personal, but I was raised by my actual parents. What would I be like, right? Yeah. What My personality would be completely different. You know, my choices would be completely different. There's other universes that would be parallel to this one, but I choose to do something else in life. Like, maybe in one universe, I'm an alcoholic instead of sober. Yeah. Like, right. the, the possibility goes on and on. Or, the like, the idea theory. of past life choices affecting new life choices. Right. Right? So, it's, it's kind of like the idea of... If you ever have a, a thought of what if I did this, the infinite reality theory would say, well, in another life you did do this, yeah. and this is what happened, right? Right. It'd be cool if you could actually like tap into other universes and see what you would have turned out to be like in those universes, you know? Yeah, and there's... I'm, kind of, I'm going to kind of go off on a somewhat unrelated tangent here, right? Mm -hmm. um, this is kind of a heated debate, but it, it's there's a lot of good material in it. When it comes to it, um, what is, um, I can't think of the term, what it's called, but it's like, uh, Shane Dawson. What did he, what did he talk about a lot? There was, it was, um, not superstitions. Um, but basically, oh, shoot. 
Anyways, they these weren't fairies, and it slips my mind. This word always eludes me. But basically, the idea that Area 51 only exists to be able to cover up an actual Area 51, right? What if the real Area 51 existed completely somewhere else? Right. Right? Um, I can't think of what the term is. Oh, it slips in my mind. No. No? It's, um, shoot. But, uh, no, it's, uh, but the idea for me is, okay, I, I need to look this up. So, um, <laughs> it's going to kill me. It really is here. So, Shane Dawson. Shout out to him, by the way. He's, he's a really good person there. I've, I've watched some of his videos, and I take great interest within his uh video content there right but um a lot of great content creators out there nowadays american youtuber became one of the first people to raise the fame he's reporting um oh man i am sorry there's a dead zone in here but um <laughs> is it a certain word you're looking up yeah it, it's Oh my gosh, I wish we had a live video chat just to kind of like help this. Uh, uh, conspiracy theories. Right. Oh my gosh. Conspiracy theories. Holy snot, I worked for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry to the listening audience for that one. Everybody's going to be like five minutes of this. Like, Dude, like, it's conspiracy. <laughs> like, yeah. hello. Can you hear me? No, I'm sorry. We don't have We understand you're screaming at us. Look, no, please. I'm screaming at myself. Don't worry, people. I am so sorry. Y'all have the benefit of knowing what the word is while we're, we're <laughs> While we're sitting here yeah. and burning up our brain cells with it. But uh, conspiracy, so conspiracy theories, yes, right? These are good. This is These kind of interest me, right? Because I'm a thinking man. Right. And when I get bored, I tend to think. And it just keeps the mind young and all that. But the idea to me that... Um, even so much as I mentioned the Area 51 being just a cover-up for something that could be called Area 52 mm -hmm. or something like that. But conspiracy theories have always fascinated me. And there is one in particular that it, it, there's really no explanation to it to this day. The Bermuda Triangle, right? Anything that goes within this triangle is like a geographical black hole. It just disappears, right? Planes that have black box data, boats that are constantly on radar, all of a sudden, nothing is findable. Right. Nothing can be found. And honestly, I kind of want to see what your opinion is on why that happens. I mean... I've never, like, dug in much into the Bermuda Triangle. I know what you're talking about, obviously, because yeah. I have heard up, yeah. up on it. But I haven't really had any, like, ideas of, like, why that could be possible, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess um, it could be even as far as uh, a geographical thing yeah. where there's a uh, uh, phenomenon or even an anomaly the, that, that occurs basically where... basically renders electronics useless Right, or and then they like all just that. get stranded out there and die. But, um... There's also speculation based on the Bermuda Triangle where people are trying to link the Bermuda Triangle with the lost city of Atlantis. Yeah. Saying that it's in there, it's just nobody's ever was able to survive to be there. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, in reference to the Bermuda Triangle, you have to understand that we don't even know 20% of our own oceans. 
Exactly. So exactly. whatever happens in the Bermuda Triangle um, could be completely natural. We just don't know what's there. Yeah, there and there was chances no way to successfully record data due to electronic malfunction. Right. So you'd basically have to go back to the archaic times of hand recording data. Right? Yeah. Even so much as okay, you gotta remember electric electricity or electrical items may not function. So you're gonna have to go back to the old times with paddle ships and all that, candlelight with a mirror to be able to write down the data, quill and pen and all. Yeah. But it's like, there's got to be some kind of geographical or even, you know, dead zone that could be occurring within the, with the Earth, right? Because it, it's known that, okay, properties of lead, you know, the core of our Earth is lead, right? Well, I mean... So it's like, lead is dense, lead has its own properties, but even then, it's been known that the way certain elements inside the Earth tend to at work... It could be leaching electrical anything. Well, also at the same time, you have to understand, if we know that the Bermuda Triangle's there, physically, we ha would have had to have seen it and recorded data. Right? Yeah, so, but, um, or we have physically recorded that data outside of it because we've noticed that within a certain pattern, planes, ships, other various right. things are disappearing which within this triangle-shaped area. Which would mean... Um, Statistically, you would actually be able to record data of what happens outside the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. And then send in somebody to go into the Bermuda Triangle and then record what happens. Right. But how do you record someone going in there? Because for all That'd we be somebody know, from the outside we don't know what has happened from the inside, though. Mm -hmm. Right? Because we're under the impression, and again, this can't be proven, but we're under the impression that boats sink. Right, so the idea is every boat that has gone in has sunk, every plane that has flown in has bottomed out. Right, so how do we successfully record data from inside when literally it's nothing more than a black hole of entropy where everything just gets destroyed? Right, right, how can we actually collect data from inside of this area? So it's you know it it's kind of just something weird. To I me. mean, there's a lot of conspiracy theory about the Bermuda Triangle, and um, obviously there's debate going back and forth about. Um, I know this is a strong topic, but like nine eleven or the Titanic, mm -hmm. there's a lot of conspiracy around those, or yeah. even um, a really famous conspiracy theory is John F. Kennedy's uh, assassination. Yes. that yeah. is a very debated um, topic of conspiracy right. where. Um, People just, they assume, like, there have been people who have said this is the Careful. bullet that went through John F. Kennedy's head, and Joe Rogan actually commented on that photo and said that bullet never went through shit. Yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, right? I, I love it when stars get onto that stuff, like Twitter platforms, oh, yeah. stuff like that. I remember one post, and I just think, dude, this Elon Musk, right? Mm -hmm. Dude's making it big. He is figured out the way to earn money paypal well not, not <laughs> just that but it was there was one tweet a few years ago that he posted that just was so badass it was so badass filled he literally tweeted and i, I don't know if i could dig up the tweet i could probably do it but he he found up something he posted that something that said 
the only reason Tesla still exists is to fund SpaceX. And I'm like, dude, this dude is funding his business with his business. Right. That's genius, right? Because there's no middleman to fund you. Yeah, I'm sure he's got sponsorships. I mean, even so much as the boring program, right? That was just a one-off program just for the fun of it. Mm -hmm. But it was still just kind of fun, right? But the fact that he says, oh, yeah, no, I'm just using my own automotive company to fund my own space company. That's, like, just total badassery. Like, it's right. just a complete flex. And knowing Elon Musk, he did that on purpose, and I absolutely love it. Like, that yeah. dude knows what he's got going, and he just is living it, man. Do you hear that he's attempting, he's been attempting to buy Twitter for the longest time? Oh, he just did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was it was accomplished. But, um... Yeah, no, it was just like, you know, that the the information behind that simple little tweet is just a flex within itself. Dude, imagine if um Activision tried to buy Twitter. Like Oh my god. Could you what imagine how EA, many microtransactions dude? would be put on no, Twitter? Or EA even, right? Well, oh, yeah. I, I gotta to post pay, a tweet, you gotta pay a dollar. You gotta pay four ninety nine. Or a oh, do you wanna be able to post tweets for a month without having to pay for every tweet here? Ten ninety nine. Oh yeah. Right or oh, do you want custom Twitter themes? Ten ninety nine. But like, here's a new tweet skin. You can put this on the background now. Whatever you want. Yeah. Oh man. For this theme, you got to pay ninety nine cents. Like, I don't know, man. Every hashtag though earns you like a penny's worth of credit. (laughs) Right, right. Bro, or like every eighty percent hashtags. Every interaction you receive earns you like a half a cent credit. Right, right. Comments are so much as that. Reshares. Well, at that point, you're just milking revenue for comments or views. You'd be making stuff like but, the YouTube algorithm. No, no. But that money will solely go towards your own EA-powered Twitter account. Oh. Right? Like, it can't be used for other resources or anything like that. It can only be used solely for that platform. Right. But it's still, it's just like, oh my gosh. Monetization nowadays. Huh? One of my biggest fears of... Now, I understand that I'm saying this... Um, with hopes of being, you know, um, put on to this platform in the future. Um, Twitch or YouTube, right? Yeah. Um, monetization works different both ways. Like, Twitch, you get uh, monetized based off viewership. Well, not so much viewership, but, like, donations or... Um, so, la- like, subs, subs bits, or, yeah. you know, th- that stuff. YouTube, you're more paid per view, but you're held to a higher standard. Like, copyrighted music will... Get your video completely demonetized, and you can't use any of it. Um, You got, like, cursing within the first five minutes. Nowadays, the gun community is taking a big hit, so you now have to specify how big your mag is, how many rounds you have in there. It cannot be automatic. Let's not get down the political (laughs) round. This isn't even so much politics, but, like, um, monetization in general nowadays, especially on social media, is one thing that scares me. Yeah. Because like and the ease even of if access even if, okay, to find even if you get big on one platform, like say YouTube, okay, and I'm saying this on the behalf of a lot of YouTubers, and I'm not even a YouTuber. Um, I'm leaning more toward Twitch because of this, but say that you make it big on YouTube, right? You get nope. let's just say as a bare minimum million subs, right? Which yeah. is a big number. Is actually pretty average on YouTube. Like they say starting point of being a YouTuber is a hundred thousand to five hundred thousand subs. Yeah. Where it's a big platform, so that's actually a pretty small amount of people. But at the end of the day, 
those people will start looking up to you as like, what are other ways that we can contact this person? So they move to Twitter or they move to, um, let's yeah. see, uh, Twitter, or Instagram. like even so much like Facebook introducing their own gaming tab. Absolutely. Right. But you got like all those YouTubers on Twitter, um, Facebook, Instagram. You got so much more access to people to either sabotage your um, career, where like um, this happens on Twitch a lot, where people will they'll promote their Discord server so that everybody can stay in touch, right? It's a community thing. Yeah. And all of a sudden, one guy pays twenty bucks for a follow bot or um, exactly. something like that, and they'll well, just bomb the shit Twitter out of Twitter and Instagram are both seeing a lot of that right now. Like, oh yeah, you look at anyone within their DMs, and especially on Instagram, I know I run into this issue a lot with Instagram because I don't really deal with Twitter a whole lot, which I'd like to get into eventually, but um. I see so many bots on my Instagram account in so many ways. Like, they show up in your DMs, or even so much as if your profile on Instagram is public viewable, mm -hmm. you can post, like, I know recently I posted a photo of, it was a vehicle or something like that. I'm a car guy, just for a little bit of background there. Um, you posted a vehicle, and it, you just leave a couple hashtags that pertain to that vehicle. And then you know it's a bot account because you receive the same comments on that post from different accounts that go say something like, oh, hey, share it to us in our DMs and we'll post it, you know? And then there's been times where I've posted selfies after a workout at points and they just, you know, hashtag self-love or hashtag, you know, you know self-promotional hashtags. And... When it comes down to it, like, oh, you get these people that are actually legit accounts after looking into them that say, oh, hey, we can pay you, you know, for, you know, sponsorship, right? Or I've seen a lot because I am a big car guy where I post a photo of my car and it's like, oh, hey, do you, would you like a sponsorship to for parts for your car? <clears throat> and it's like, okay, cool. But like to the note of the workout selfies, it's like they want you to pay them to post you right Correct. and it's like to the unknowing person that just seems like you know to a person that really just loves themselves thrown out across social media even that's people will pay that but for me it's just like now you promote me but i have to pay you to promote me probably more money than i will ever receive absolutely yeah. right and it's just like you know bots are so prominent even twitter bots stuff like that there are apps on markets you could even find them online on your pc where you can just write a tweet and it and you can tell it to post at a certain time mm -hmm. or you can have this any particular program look for certain related topics that you specify mm -hmm. right there's there's a mobile app i use for twitter called talent just because it allows you to filter out ads and all this, or even if you if you're one of those people, much like me, that hate going down political routes and see all these political advertisements, you can filter out politically related stuff by just inputting keywords into your settings that you don't want it to show, and it'll remove posts like that. Right. But it's like you can basically set a bot to do just about anything you want it to nowadays, and that's both good and bad because they can be used for positive business matters 
Or they could be used to actually destroy an entire platform. Yeah. It, it's just crazy. And that's exactly why I'm, like, really afraid of, like, do, like becoming a YouTuber or being yeah. a Twitch streamer. Because the second I try to get my community involved in, like, Discord or Twitter... I'm just going to get blown up by yes. um, either hackers. Well, hackers I'm not too afraid of, but... Yeah, um, people that steal your accounts. But, like, bots, they, yeah. especially. Because all it takes is one guy... I mean, this has been... I've seen this happen where this guy, a friend of mine, another Twitch streamer called Howler, mm -hmm. um, really cool guy, um, big shout-outs to him, but he'll... There have been multiple times, many times per stream, where one guy will... Um, click on his Discord link, and then for a small payment, he'll have a bunch of fake bot accounts just follow him on Discord, and then blow up with like racist or even yeah. super offensive yes. text, spam just slamming the heck out of this channel. Yeah, and the only thing they can do about it is tell everybody on Discord through through Twitch because they yeah. can't use their Discord for some reason. Yep. to communicate it because there's so many messages going through to say don't go on the discord don't go don't trust it, anything you see on the discord yeah, and we're it's basically bombed. like ddosing the system right. where it just overflows everything and renders it entirely and useless. they just call that um follow bomb or even yeah. um text bomb yeah where one bot will go through they'll have a command to go through um once they pull up on discord set the command to send all this stuff on Discord through fake accounts. Yeah. And the only thing that you can really do about it is just ban every individual account as you see them. Yeah. And there's no way to stop them. Because oh, yeah, it, no. It's, it's, I actually have a video on my phone of how to stop spam calls by punching in a uh, call code on your phone keypad. I'll have to look it up and see about sharing it. But um, when it comes down to that, I just had my Facebook hacked. Um, a couple weeks ago, as a matter of fact, and luckily they messed with the wrong person. I was able to steal my account back from them, and then I locked it down with two-step verification. I uh, also had it set to only send to my physical phone number, because you can tell them to send you an email, but chances are, okay, this person hacked your account knowing your email already. So they can just as easily, you know, say if you have Gmail, Hack your Google account, right? And when it comes down to it, I don't want to give any ideas to any people, sorry. But um, when it comes down to it, I was able to liberate my Facebook account back, set up two-step verification where I get sent a six-digit PIN to my direct phone number. Because the phone number is tied to my own self. It's not linked to anything, any physical online account other than the SIM card. So it's like I was able to recover my account, steal it back after multiple attempts of trying to reset the password. They were really trying to stop me from doing so, but I was able to get it. Reset the password. I had the two-step verification. I have notifications turned on for any second, any login on any device, whether it's me doing it or anything. And out of just sheer circumstance, my Facebook account, I was thumbing through it as it got hacked. I immediately got logged out. And then I checked my email because I received one. And it said I just logged into, um, what was it? A, a, a certain IP address under the Dominican Republic. And I'm like, 
No, first of all, that doesn't make any sense to me because how can I literally be active at that very given moment within the United States and instantaneously jump to the Dominican Republic, right? Like, even Facebook should have been able to say, oh, well, I know, but the idea is, is I would have had to set up that VPN. Right. It automatically was detected as a login. Yeah. Right, you can still. I I ended up running VPNs for up until the last week, just to protect myself. You know, my VPN told me that okay, if someone were to look up that IP address, I was in both Washington, not DC, but the Washington state, and then I was also in Canada, Toronto, Canada. Right, and it it would be set to bounce back and forth every thirty seconds. Right, but even then, that didn't flash a login. It just, it knew that this device was logged in to that particular Facebook account, but the VPN was pinging off different locations. So even your argument of VPN wouldn't be a good answer. Right. So it seems like Facebook should have known better, like, oh, this person's active currently in such and such state, and then automatically somehow just jumps straight to the Dominican Republic across oceans. Yeah. Right? So it's like Facebook should have seen that geographically that'd be impossible to do it that quick and just locked out the account and asked me to verify. But no, this person was successfully able to access my account. When, like I said, I was able to steal it back, lock it down, run VPNs for a couple weeks just to ensure that everything was secure and stayed secure. And now that I'm not running the VPNs, they are still, they still have that two-step verification set to be sent to my phone, as well as just about every other account. My Google account, by standard, for many years now, right. has been set to send me a text message for two-step verification. So just a word of advice to you people there, if you don't want your account getting hacked, enable that two-step verification. It's directly in your Facebook settings, can be easily accessed under the security tab. It makes things a lot more comfortable for you while using it. But, no, it's like to people that don't know how to steal that stuff back or know how to claim that, they're, all their photos, all their videos, all their memories, all their all of it, gone. And these people can just as And messages. Them. Yeah, right? Like, I have, the reason I was so adamant about stealing my account back was because not only do I have photos and memories, but I have old messages from my grandfather who has passed, right? I wanted to be able to retain them. Mm -hmm. So I fought hard for 10 minutes trying to log back into my account. Once I was able to successfully beat to the login, I reset everything. My passwords, I reset, you know, all kinds of information just to ensure that things stayed where I wanted them to. Yeah, identity fraud is really a serious matter. And yes. As long as there's still people on the planet, identity fraud is something that's going to happen regardless. You know. Yeah. Um, Technology gets more advanced. It gets easier to steal identity and other various right. things of people. Um, I had that happen to me uh, last year when I was planning a trip to go up to Wisconsin, I, it was the round, it was the same time as this year, yeah. last year. Um, but I had my identity, uh, I think it was my debit card hacked. Oh. 
um, two weeks before my trip. Yeah. And I had to get a new one. It, it I had to completely freeze my account. Yeah. Like everything. It and, happened a lot to me. Oh yeah. It it's it's re- it really sucks when it happens because. Usually it happens within the most inconvenient time, for sure. And this is mainly my biggest problem of becoming a YouTuber or a Twitch streamer or regard or anything. Yeah. Because no matter, it's the bigger th- your you you have a higher threat of having all this stuff happen to you. Yeah. When your name is bigger, you know. No. The bigger you are on social media, the more likely you are to get attacked by somebody well but you gotta look at it from the opposite standpoint if you're a bigger more verified person even on so much as twitter those tech companies pay a lot more attention to you as well oh yeah for security so with every up there is a down as you become more and more known but at the same time no matter how secure you become because of how famous you get yeah there's always that threat of somebody's gonna get into your account one way or another they will fight as hard as they can to do it. Yeah. Um, especially for the right price. Um, at the end of the day, people are... They're adamant to ruining other people's lives. Yeah, and that's the worst part, right? And the human society is, much like I said earlier in the, in the podcast, um, the human society is quite literally destroying their own selves. Oh, yeah. They are, and a lot of them don't realize it. But it's just like, you know, people do things, people do things with good intent, people do things with ill intent. But in the end, it's just, it's part of daily society. And as technology gets more and more advanced, so does the, e- the, the ease of access to said information. Oh, I didn't get it. I just tried to snap another moth out of the air. Both of us <laughs> did. He lucked out between both of us. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's easy enough to acquire any bit of information you so please, right? Like, there was one thing I read. Google only shows 2% almost of the entire accessible internet. And most of that entire accessible internet is you know comprised of the dark web the deep web stuff like that black market web stuff and it's just like you know even out of the billions and billions of results google brings it's just hard to believe that just even so much what you thought was all the information in the world is really just two percent of everything accessible right right and it's just the numbers to me are unfathomable but yeah, I mean, I had another topic on my head and then I forgot it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hate that when that happens. It's like walking into a room for you go to go to the refrigerator. What was I gonna grab? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, one so we're gonna go from a different to a different subject about you know from identity theft and fraud to um, business, right? Um, mm, you talk that okay. So one thing that's really funny that I think is absolutely hilarious is business advertisement right jeez have you ever looked at a mcdonald's sign and it'll say mcdonald's 99 billion served yeah literally this hit me once sometime a couple years ago i was looking up at that sign and i was like there's not even a billion people on the planet there is 
it's statistically impossible to have served 99 billion people, even if 7 billion no. people had McDonald's no. for one meal no. a day. No, that's the thing. It's not talking about 9 billion individual people. You got to remember that. They're talking about total serves. Yeah, total serves. So you got to figure repeat customers, loyal customers, well, here's, much like myself. But here's my here's my thought process. They've been open since what the fifties, the sixties, around there. Um, we can actually do a quick Google search on it if you want. Yeah. Um, hey Google, don't be setting off other people's phones. How long has McDonald's been in business? How long has McDonald's been in business? Nineteen fifty-five. Yeah. So. From the 50s, you got to take into account if 7 billion people, and this isn't even from the population in the, in the 50s. Like, yeah. I'm going to go as broad as I can and say 2015 to 2012 population was about 7.6 billion or yeah. million. Mm-hmm. No, billion. Yeah. Um, even if they had McDonald's for each meal for a week, you wouldn't come to 99 billion. You'd be close. But you wouldn't be at ninety nine billion. Maybe nine point nine billion. Right. I but wonder if it just might have been an error on the sign. They forgot the decimal or something. Probably, which but, I would understand that. Yeah. But at the same time, even if it's been around for almost eighty years now, um, having to have the ability to say that ninety nine billion people have been served, yeah, it it doesn't really make sense because you've got. People who are either too young or retired, too old, unable because well, they're in the hospital, at war. Mm-hmm. I was just saying seven billion just to be like broad about it. Like, yeah. if you actually took into the account, there's maybe like three billion people who are actually able to get McDonald's for a meal because you got to take into account the people who are unable to buy it, the people who are either too. Um, McDonald's is still very cheap. Oh. Oh yeah, that, that, the moth is still trying to play games with me. McDonald's <laughs> is very cheap, and it's very—they're a very popular, if not the most popular, yeah. fast food franchise on the planet. Yeah, they're the, a worldwide franchise. Which, but, you know, okay, you got to sit here and think too that right, McDonald's exists within various parts of the world, many various parts. Right, right. But there, you got to sit there and think, especially where population density is huge. Right, right. Japan, China, um, America, places like that. I mean, even then, you know, per capita. Oh, yeah. I mean, Japan has plenty of McDonald's, and the amount of people that live within just that area, right? It'd be more than enough to make up for... In order to state that 99 billion people were served, you would have had to have served at least 2 billion people per year. Because no. they've been in business no. 80 years, give or take. 80, yeah. So to say that 99 billion people uh, served, 1. 2 billion people 1. per 1. year. 1.2 billion people per year. Right. Roughly is a good assumption. And in the in 50s, ballpark. when they were just being started, there's no way they had those kinds of numbers. Yeah. Now, to say that they've been doing it recently, I would understand that. But at the same time, 99 billion as a broad term would be kind of far-fetched. I'm currently Googling it here. How many people does McDonald's feed every year? Oh, I can't spell. 
I mean, just advertising in general yeah. is a big deal. Like, um, at least make it something that's believable, you know? Like, $99 billion is super broad, but at the same time, McDonald's definitely has the numbers to pull that kind of statistic. But you also got to take into account places like um, Subway. With their term, Eat Fresh, they would yeah. have to keep their stuff fresh. But their their prices are more expensive. I mean, oh, generally yeah. speaking, I mean, different locations vary. But Subway is not considered part of the fast food industry. Right. Right. McDonald's is probably one of the top names in the fast food industry. I'm just talking like in general, if you're going to have your slogan, you got to make it advertised to like what you're putting out there. 99 billion people served is kind of broad. Okay, let's go on a different aspect of that, right? Not just advertisement, but how you advertise. Right. That it affects your company, right? When it comes down to it, right, you see all the... You remember back in the day, early 2000s, commercials used to be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Right? There was a lot of production value within them. They were pretty well done. I mean, look at the original Progressive Insurance. Oh, yeah. Um, you know... Back when flow was just kind of like having a thing. Or right? Doritos ads. Doritos, nowadays. exactly. <laughs> right? But when it comes down to it, progressive commercials have suddenly fallen from a level of, you know, like, oh, just flow within her own infinitely white space. They have just now fallen to her meeting family that looks oddly f similar to her. Yeah. Right? And it's just like, you know, somewhere at some point, you got to sit there and think, like, okay. How much you got to spend money to make? Money. Do you remember like the Safe Auto commercials? Yeah, those were like, if you're gonna advertise a brand, don't advertise it on your signs with a slogan. Right? Or or like Geico, right? You remember the old commercial like with the squirrels, right? Like they make they cause the car to wreck and they're doing this you know infamous handshake while yeah. laughing and chuckling, right? Now look at the Geico insurance commercials. The lizards, right? And to me, it's although at the just, same time the lizards become like a the very more big part of the more appealing that your um, advertising is, especially you know common sense is especially if you're good with business, you advertise on a main street mm -hmm. for your business, right? It's like going to a strip mall. Strip malls are usually tucked away in a corner, yeah, back behind the road, but. It's also the fact that they have the sign. And the bigger the sign is, the, that story usually sees the most people because that's what grabs the human eye the quickest. Uh, size but is for one me, thing, but also just, color choice is a no, really big part. Well, hold on. Just hold on here. Yeah. When it comes to the money spent on your advertising, that means that your business is going to see more business, right? So you got to pay a little bit more. So like picture you're advertising a garage sale within your local newspaper, right? You could either pay just a little bit to have this tiny little square and hope that people see it. Or you could have this full page ad and people are going to go, wow, this person must really have a lot of good stuff because they have this big old advertising. Right. So naturally... You know their advertisement's not going to blend in with the rest of the world around it. It's gonna it's gonna stick out on its own little page. Well, at the same time, to have an advertisement that big, you got to bank on the fact you're making a gamble that people are going to actually go there. But statistically, it usually has. Right. It normally has. So that's like to me, it's like you got to spend money to make money. I'm an investor myself. Right. Right. 
I've invested money in various forms of the stock market, whether it's penny stocks or even so much as full-on stocks. I've even looked into bonds and stuff like that. But for me, it's like, you know, look at Warren Buffett, right? That man is the perfect example of you got to invest money to make money. You got to spend money to make money, right? That man has made his entire worth off of the stock market, right? He has spent money and made a return on that money. So it's like, there's a reason that man's one of the richest people within his within the world because he understands the concept of you got to spend money to make money, but you can't spend your money on insecure investments, right? You got to spend your money based on trends. You know, like one of my recent investments was the American housing market, right? And I'm not going to go too political down this route, but when Biden came into office, just before that, Trump had it to where it was a buyer's market, right? Housing market was low. People were buying these amazing houses for stupid low prices. But then when it came down to it, Biden comes into office. And again, I am not picking sides by any means. This is actually when I capitalized the most on my stocks was I seen that the housing market was beginning to become a seller's market where the housing the housing values were getting higher, right? So people weren't buying, but they were selling. As a result, you got to sit there and think in a seller's market, people are selling. But in order to sell, you have to have so much as like a realtor. Realtors are affiliated with their own companies, which are then affiliated with their own sectors of the stock market. So I, I, I noticed that the housing market was becoming a seller's market within America. And I started investing in housing markets throughout the course of Biden, Biden being, being in turn. And um, much like I figured it would, my stock values pretty much did nothing but climb. There was a couple times where they dipped low to bear to, due to variable items that may have happened, whatever you can put two and two together. But it's the idea that Warren Buffett made his money by investing in trends. Trends that he's seen financially occurring. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just baffling to me. Like, you know, people are sitting here spending money on things that don't really benefit them. Whereas Warren Buffett has made his entire worth almost his entire net worth even off of just investing in the market. Oh, yeah. Um, but like, I guess like a bunch of these companies, like I'm more leaning toward people need to start advertising their stuff on legitimate facts. Like McDonald's, if you look at some of their signs, 99 billion served, eh, may or may not be legitimate, but people aren't going to be thinking about that stuff. Yeah. Because they know that McDonald's is a very high, like, very popular brand, right? Um, Places like, um, not even in the fast food market, like let's take Geico. Their whole slogan is a straight up fact. Like 15% yeah. or more, like 15 minutes yeah. could give you 15% or more on car insurance. insurance. Because yeah. their policy is, this is what your insurance is going to get you if you invest in this company, right? 
we know a thing or two because right. we've seen a thing or two. Farmers. Um, we what was are it? farmers. Bump it along. What was that place that was? Um, oh, um. Anyways, uh, that was. I think it was farmers. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. But basically, the fact is, if you start advertising on legitimate fact you'll draw more people in because that's exactly, exactly what people are going for. Right. And Whereas if you're advertising on a vague thing, unless you're already a big company, people are not really going to go for that. Yeah. And even then, it's the idea too of, and I, I know we're looping back to the fast food industry mm -hmm. when it comes down to it, but you know, you look at items on TV, right? They're food items, and it just looks heavenly. It looks glorious. It looks it's like... It's the best that product will ever look, coming yeah. from somebody who's worked there. Yeah. And then <laughs> when it comes down to it, um, you you go to that, to that food shop, any, any particular name you so believe it to be, what you picture it. And somebody just throws it out and, in and there, it and it just, doesn't look it like It looks it like it's deflated. It looks like it had a hard life, and it's ready right. to die, right? right? But it's like the idea of media glamorized that, right? They, they upsold their product. They spent the time and effort to make it look good. Right. Right. But even then, to the note of food, right? We'll, we'll kind of get away from the financial and, you know, uh, topic of the political, everything of that aside. Um, right. To me, when it comes to food, the simplest things taste better. Right. They always will, right? Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You can never beat it. To me, oh, yeah. you get that, you know, Jif ultra, you know, super crunchy peanut butter and you put some Smucker's jam on it. You just slap it on there, right? <laughs> and it just tastes good every time you make it. Right? Oh, yeah. It's always going to taste good. Or even so much as like a simple cheeseburger, right? And on McDonald's note, the, the double cheeseburger, right? It's something very simple, but it tastes so good. Right. Right? It's all the intricate foods that become hit or miss. Now, this might just be me. Um, when I was a kid, I was raised vegetarian. But when I hit eight, when I hit eighteen, I was I would eat anything, right? Yeah. I, I, as that's just teenagers. Once I became independent, that, like once I became eighteen and didn't have to. Fall that's under what is what known as the freshman say. five for college. Right. Yeah. As soon as I like was old enough to make my own choices, like when I was eighteen, my parents said, "Fine, we're not going to tie you down to vegetarianism." go for whatever you want and exactly. i was like okay so my parents still obviously get upset when i eat meat but at the same time it's my choice it's your rightful right. choice to do so, so yeah i don't know if this is just me but all cheese anything that i have as far as like cheeseburgers unless it was burger king they all taste similar and this may just be me and I think personally, Burger King is like the worst you could have, in my opinion. Oh, I'm not yeah. a big no, fan. I'm sorry. But like, we're not bashing you, Burger King. But for by me, the way. in <laughs> my opinion, a McDonald's um, quarter pounder will taste like a Whopper. Or not oh, a Whopper, yeah. sorry. A. Um, a what does Wendy's cheeseburgers call? Baconator. Well, they that, actually that's put bacon their, on That's it. their king's sandwich. Right, but there. they actually put bacon on their stuff. Or I mean, their, like, their quarter pounder, yeah. Right. The equivalent their of sandwiches, the sandwiches, even their cheeseburgers, right? If you get a cheeseburger from McDonald's and a cheeseburger from Wendy's, they taste similar. I it's just that Wendy's, It's just that Wendy's puts lettuce and other stuff on it. it like, they put other toppings mm, on it. I disagree with that very firmly. The meat, in my opinion, tastes the same. No. It, it's just me because mm -hmm. I think I've grown up in a sense where, you know, 
I've never tasted any of this stuff, and then ever since I yeah. got into it, they I, I just haven't the, been able to. You haven't acquired the seasoned palate, right? Right. Because, and I, you know, there's people listening to this podcast probably that will agree on both of our sides. I, on the other hand, grew up eating meat like I was a T Rex. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had all kinds of meat. I still do it to this day, but I kind of stay more towards the lean meats chicken, turkey, fish. Pretty much any kind of white or non-fatty meat. Mm-hmm. But um, when it comes down to it, I'd have to disagree. Because you can get quarter pounders from every one of those comparable chains. Wendy's, McDonald's, and Burger King. They all have their equal burgers, right? So you've got the Big Mac, you've got the Baconator, and you've got the Whopper. But then you've got all the equivalent names within like the chicken sandwiches... Or even so much as just under the label of quarter pounders or mm-hmm. half pounders if you're one of those. <laughs> but um, yeah, to me they taste different. But I have always been raised with a very fluctuative palate. Like I didn't eat a lot of the same type of foods throughout all of my life. Right. And I'm not saying I'm judging you for that. Oh, no, no. But, you no. Know, I've already I have, stated that it was an opinion. Like I'm I, not... I have a very exquisite palate when it comes to a lot of flavors. Right. So, it's just like, yeah, I could understand, right? Now, to kind of build on your opinion, I could say that, especially the cheeseburgers or various types of foods, have their unique taste comparable to the restaurant, right? The classic chicken sandwich from Burger King has that interesting taste, right? It it tastes a little different compared to what a lot of other chicken sandwiches would have, Right? Right. So when it comes down to it, like, okay, you you think of the just the simple cheeseburger from McDonald's. That has its own unique taste. You'll never find that that same taste within your own homemade burger or something like that, right? But in the end, I mean, I guess, you know, I do understand what you mean when you say that they do taste the same. But you clearly aren't a foodie like me you've seen me i've been right right i, I pack I mean, it down but um even going as far as drinks when i went to wisconsin we had a cookout at a friend's house yes. and they homemade their cheeseburgers yeah i took a bite out of it and i could i knew for a fact that it was different because it was actually cooked on a grill like yeah. over a fire you know yeah. it had a certain smoky taste to it Whereas you go to McDonald's or Wendy's and that taste is gone. It's just the meat, right? There's yeah. no, there's no oh. smoke taste to it. There's no like barbecue taste. It, okay, it's... let's look on it at a different side then. A better topic to compare to, for obvious reasons, but their fries, right? McDonald's fries are good, especially with the Coke. Oh yeah, right. You cannot be a McDonald's Coke. I'm sorry, guys. McDonald's Coke is where it's at. Yeah. But when you go to Wendy's, they have actual, you can see actual potato skin oh, yeah. on the other, either end. They're like and, carnival and, fries. And it's sea salt. Oh, yeah. Right? That makes a huge difference. Right. Right? You go to Burger King. They've got the onion rings. They've got um, their own fries. They, Taco Bell. I'm not going to lie. Their fries are really good. Yes. The Taco Bell has their... Um, nacho fries. Nacho fries. Those are amazing. KFC or other chains have their chicken fries. Never had KFC. They have their chicken fries. But then you go to Arby's, and they have curly fries. Yeah. Right? 
the fries are ultimately what defines a fast food restaurant. I would agree. Yeah. It's an absolutely crazy com, you know, comment that I've stumbled across, but nonetheless, a lot. That's of people... one thing that I never complained about when I went to a different restaurant. Like when I went to a certain restaurant, say I went to Wendy's and yeah. I ordered fries. I knew that I was going to get a different kind of fries than if I went to McDonald's and got fries. Yeah. They make they make their stuff different. Yeah. Whereas when I ever whenever I bought a cheeseburger, I was like, oh, I may as well go to McDonald's and get a cheeseburger. But that exactly. was just me, because in my opinion, when I grew up, it always tasted kind of different right. to me. And I I don't know it, because once again, it may just because I grew up yeah. in a completely non meat diet. But it I don't know it just didn't you know sit right with yeah. me. It, it all just tasted the same. Yeah, and. For me, it's like, okay, we'll look at the restaurants. It kind of varying away from the idea of fast food restaurants. Mm -hmm. Just standard restaurants, right? More specifically, we'll look at, like, sub shops, for example. You got Subway. Way back in the day, you had a Quiznos, Blimpy, stuff like that. Those all were different in their own way, even so much as uh, Jimmy John's. Oh, yeah, because there's different ways of making a Yeah. Exactly. Whereas a cheeseburger, there's a certain definition to it. Yeah, exactly. But for me, it's like, even then, I'll be honest, my food preference, I don't like a whole lot of bread, right? And especially if it isn't toasted. It just kind of saps away the moisture of the food. That's why I tend to go for a wrap. Because you get more bang for that buck. And even then, in a more easier-to-contain handheld setup. But... For me, it's just like, I, you know, McDonald's is good any day of the week, but you inevitably pay for it in the end. Right. I, at the current time, cannot eat McDonald's breakfast because for some reason, I'm not saying this is McDonald's fault, it was just because of the fact that I had not eaten it for so long that, you know, McDonald's breakfast just doesn't rest easy with me. But, you know, everything else on their menu outside of their breakfast menu is good. Oh, yeah. It's great. I cannot argue with that. Right? So it's like... In my opinion, McDonald's breakfast is the best part about McDonald's. It used to be that for me. It used to be. But, you know, I kind of veered away from it because I there was a time where I was working a lot on first shift, especially early in the morning. The particular McDonald's I was next to where my work, you know, existed in the city. McDonald's was open 24 hours a day. So uh, I could easily just okay instead of trying to make try not to make too much noise making a breakfast at home, I could just easily stop and get McDonald's and fast food. But that's again where I began to gain weight, and I had to stop and I had to regulate myself. Like okay, instead of doing that, just grab some pop tarts from the store to either keep in my car or at home and just grab one just to get you know eat on the way to work. Have a protein bar. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but for me, no, you know I eat like absolute dog shit. Come oh, on. yeah, yeah. Come on. You wouldn't tell looking at me. But um, when it comes down... Tell looking at me. Yeah, 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 <laughs> right, right, right. Hey, man, we love big guys, though, right? They love better their teddy bears. Oh, yeah. But um, no, when it comes down to it, like after, you know, re- retraining myself not to have to get McDonald's. Like, no, don't get me wrong. I still may stop and get like a Sprite or a Coke just for something to drink mm-hmm. with my breakfast or even so much as a coffee. I love my coffee. But when it comes to their actual food, I don't know if it's just the grease they're kind of cooked in for whatever reason. It doesn't rest well. More specifically, it's like the McMuffin area. 
Because right. I have noticed I can actually get away with eating like their pancake platter or whatever they call it. But for me, it's just like I had to stop eating McDonald's in the morning altogether because your body functions differently in the morning. And your body doesn't process it the same way it would later in the day. Right. I was actually gaining weight by eating McDonald's consistently every day in the morning for two weeks rather than consistently eating it in the evening because that's when my metabolism is the highest is in the evening is what I've noticed. Right. And for me, it's just kind of like, all right, you know, you know, everyone can eat differently. McDonald's doesn't rest well. With, I swear to God, this cat by my head just farted. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But um, anyways, it's just kind of like, I had to stop eating it for a while, and I've never been able to bunk, jump back onto that train. Right. So, I mean, all in all, the different people have different tastes, but McDonald's is always the easiest go-to for almost any person because some could argue this point, others may not, but um, they, they're faster. Oh, yeah. And everyone um, knows the name McDonald's. There's one thing that I would like to bring up about McDonald's is... Bring back the dollar menu. Bring back the crunch wrap. Oh yeah, right. Um, well, the crunch wrap was Taco Bell. Oh no, um, yeah, my bad. Uh, the snack wrap. Yeah, that's the, the snack one. wrap. Yes, um, Taco Bell. But like my biggest. So speaking of Taco Bell, I was actually gonna drag into that. Was for me when I was not caring about my weight, uh, which was like a couple, I think about six months ago. Yeah. Um. My favorite restaurant to go to was Taco Bell. And the reason was, and the reason being, is because, in my opinion, their food was better. Yes. Cheaper. And for the same amount of McDonald's, I could maybe get a Big Mac, a McDouble, and a McChicken. Yeah. Some fries and a drink for $13. Whereas at Taco Bell, I could get four burritos, a quesadilla, nacho (laughs) fries, and a drink. (laughs) Got some bang for your buck. Yeah. And that's pretty much for the same amount. And I was like, okay, I could get more food that tastes better, that will sit better with me. Funny Um, little... uh, And it's not completely loaded with meat, which was like uh, one of my things when I was worried about. Because once again, I live in a vegetarian household. But um, it was... it's Another thing that I think fast food restaurants could profit from is lower priced foods. Because if you think about it, if more people are buying more product you're getting mm-hmm. more money out of it. Exactly. Whereas if people are going to get the, like spend more for their favorite thing, yeah. like a Big Mac now is like three bucks for one sandwich. Mm-mm. Two bucks for a sandwich. It's like higher. That. It's like, you know, especially when I moved here from Michigan. In Michigan, um, it, I used to live in a city that wasn't even that big. And it was like four it, bucks it, it, it was, for, no, a, for a Big Mac. It was like eight bucks, almost nine bucks for a whole meal. A Baconator in that local area was like 11 bucks. It was like 10.98 or something like that. Right? At McDonald's for 5 bucks you could get a Big Mac fries and a drink and that's it. Well, yeah, and you got you know, on the note of Taco Bell, they brought back their breakfast menu, right? Mhm. Or they brought out a breakfast menu, my bad. Um to die for to this day, their steak crunch wraps. 
Oh, oh my god. I have no dude, I never thought the crunch wrap could get better. And then they do this, they turn it into a breakfast meal, and I'm like, Oh beauty, thy name is breakfast crunch wrap. But Funny enough, the funny story about Taco Bell, uh, they brought out their uh, chicken wings, right? It was a recent advertisement. Right. And uh, within my uh, local town at the time of where I was at in Michigan, location is everything when it comes to that advertisement. Right. Because, okay, there was a Taco Bell right by the, the highway, right by Interstate 69. And... <laughs> They brought out wings, right? But if you look at the location, within a given mile, there was a B-dubs, Buffalo Wild Wings. There was a Wings Etc., which was a joint, or like a food joint that was also like a bar and grill, right? But they their food was good. I'd much rather go to that one. But then, funny enough, within that location of that city, <laughs> Taco Bell was conveniently... On the same night, on the same side of the road, and adjacent to a KFC, when Wings Etc. was across the street, and I'm just like, wow, you know, it, it's a great idea in some locations, but other locations, it's kind of like, mm, I'll stick to what I know best, right? Right. right. But nonetheless, you got to sit there and think that that particular city not only was known for having a lot of the same stuff. But it was also the idea of, you know, cities differ. Right. Right. There may not have been a KFC or B-dubs or anything like that near a given Taco Bell in some locations. Right. But uh, I guess the main rule of thumb with this before we wrap up is location, location, location. Oh, yeah. For sure. Right. But, yeah. No, Taco Bell, for sure, is by far the best if you haven't tried it try one of their steak crunch wraps oh my god you ever had any of their grilled cheese burritos yes oh my fucking oh god, my god. So they had the quesalupa oh. oh my god in the seven layer and five layer burritos you can tell that we're getting hungry near the end of the podcast Bro, you ain't joking. talking about you, food you ain't joking like I'm gonna have to go get me some munchies here before long, but um. I mean, I was gonna make the suggestion to go out and get fast food, but at the moment we don't really have the funds for it. Yeah, let yeah alone, currently, currently. Let alone the I don't have the motivation to do it because I'm still trying to watch my weight, and I just got back from a vacation in Wisconsin last week, yeah, and I literally my just... diet was out the window during that treat trip because you know I was hanging out with friends, so. Yeah, I literally just moved to this area too. So it's 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 a whole new turf. I mean, long story short, I've spent some time in various locations around the area, but all in all, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, is that good? I mean, we're sitting at the one minute forty six second marks, or or one hour forty six minute mark. Yeah. Um. If you wanted to go for another fifteen minutes, you could think of another topic. Mm, honestly, I think we're all right. Think it's good to wrap up. Um, actually, uh, if you guys have any suggestions or any kind of topics you want us to talk about, um, you can look us up on Instagram or anything like that. Um, um, we would have yet to make a yeah, Instagram that's about true. our podcast or YouTube. Um, what do you want our YouTube th title to be? Do you want it to just be this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, um, we're going to make up a new uh, YouTube uh, channel. This is our first podcast. 
Um, it's gonna be um, void topic. Po- um, void topic. Topic on voided. YouTube. Topic Top- voided. On topic YouTube. voided. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let us know in comments on the topic voided YouTube, and yeah. um, who knows, your topic might show up in the next uh, yeah. podcast. Yeah, and once we get the ability to kind of live stream, it might be nice to have a live chat within our area to see what you guys think. Maybe even so much as polls, we can post live Twitter polls. Absolutely. Stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we will keep you guys up to date when it comes to that. Um, We will definitely get accounts set up here within a reasonable amount of time, within the next week or so. But, yeah, just let us know what you think, all that, and... Tell us what you think we could do better. We are very appreciative to your input. 100%. That again, that being said, uh, I'm Mike with a Y. And I'm Tristan with a T. And this has been Topic Voided. We'll see you all next time.